Are you a software professional looking to make a lasting impact on people and the planet? At General Motors, our vision is a world with zero crashes, zero emissions, and zero congestion. And we need innovative people like you to join us on this journey and challenge the limits of what is possible. From autonomous cars to software-defined vehicles, you'll translate breakthrough technologies like AI into experiences that people love, all while pushing the world forward toward an all-electric future. See how you can shape the future of mobility at careers.gm.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, We've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. Interstate Batteries offers a wide variety of batteries for your everyday needs. Stop into one of their thousands of retail locations and talk with a battery specialist about batteries for your truck, trail cameras, and even those weird batteries for your rangefinder. Interstate Batteries even offers cell phone repair in certain locations. For more information, visit interstatebatteries.com. Interstate Batteries, outrageously dependable. In today's episode of the podcast, I'm going to touch on turkey hunting shotgun setups and something that I've kind of stumbled upon that I think is probably pretty close to ideal. As close to ideal as you can get from a run and gunning perspective for just overall ease of carry, not getting caught up on stuff, ease of handling, comfort of handling when you're set up on a bird, and ease of being able to acquire a good sight picture and get a shot off. Now, I've used my old Mossberg 512 gauge um, for plenty of years turkey hunting and haven't really had any issues with it it's killed birds just fine but in comparison if you have both of them side by side there's definitely one that you'd much rather be carrying around in the woods and how this all came to be was I think at one point I was talking to Shane Simpson because he had bought one of these shotguns for his daughter and I was thinking about getting a shotgun for my wife and with the advent of TSS and the popularity that has kind of soared there and the ability to be able to shoot smaller uh, gauge shotguns and still have very lethal results. I was looking at a 20 or a 410 as opposed to a 12 gauge because you, you just didn't really need the quantity of shot that a 12 gauge would give you is a lot more expensive to shoot, especially now. I mean, the price of TSS is just astronomical, it seems like, compared to even a couple of years ago. So I was looking primarily at the Mossberg 510 Mini in a 20 gauge. The 20 gauge seemed to strike that nice balance. And the 510 mini is probably the smallest shotgun that I think I've found, at least from an adjustable standpoint. There are some 410 single shots that are probably a little bit smaller and maybe even easier to carry, uh, but they also seem to have a little bit longer barrels. This one comes stock with an 18 and a half inch barrel, which is about as short as you can go and still be considered legal. And for turkey hunting, you don't really need a long barrel in my opinion. 
most of the research that I've done on the velocity shows that the difference between like an 18 versus a 22 or 24 inch barrel isn't quite as extreme as you might think. You know, it's not like comparing say a 26 inch versus an 18 inch Magnum rifle cartridge in terms of the velocity loss. You certainly still have plenty for turkeys. And the other thing with a short barrel is just a little bit more muzzle blast. Uh, it's definitely a loud gun. I don't like that it's a loud gun, and I don't like the fact that even though it's just one shot or you know maybe a few shots throughout the course of a season that you're taking without hearing protection, I'm still not a huge fan of that. So I've been trying to go back and forth on what I might do to, to help combat that, and this year I did pick up some ear protection that uh, also offers electronic hearing boost, and I've played around with them a little bit. Uh, the brand that I got was the Axel GS Extreme 2.0s, and from what I can tell, they they definitely do muffle the sound. You can still hear even when you have a little bit of wind. I wouldn't necessarily consider it a massive hearing boost. I almost think that if I was just listening and I want to hear the woods around me, I'd rather not have anything in my ears at all. I, I trust my ears to pick up sounds better than some kind of electronic amplification. Uh, so I don't feel like I can hear better with those in than I could with my just unaided ears. But certainly the uh, hearing protection aspect is, is much welcome. So I think I'm going to try hunting with that this year just for that added layer of extra safety. So I guess that is something to keep in mind. If the uh, the loud noise of that shorter barrel is a big concern, then, then maybe this isn't going to be the build for you. Any bird that I've shot at, I've not really noticed the noise, just like you never really notice the recoil when you're shooting at a turkey or a deer or, or what have you. But, you know, the more research that I do on just kind of the long-term Hearing ramifications of shooting a gun without hearing protection is uh, maybe kind of reconsider and go with the the hearing protection route um, and still be able to take advantage of the smaller, more compact gun. So with that said, what else does this gun offer? It's got the shorter barrel, like I mentioned. It's also just compact and light in general. The stock that comes on this gun is like, I think a 12 or a 13 inch length of pull. It's pretty small and it's got a spacer system. I ended up just taking the whole stock off and I put on an aftermarket stock. The one that I ended up getting was from ATI uh, called the Shot Force. It's about 60 or 70 bucks, depending on where you get it from. Feels pretty plasticky, uh, pistol grip with an adjustable length of pull, and it has molded in little quick release plugs for a sling, which I thought was pretty helpful. Uh, so I thought for the price, considering how expensive aftermarket stocks can be, it wasn't that bad, but really the main thing I was getting it for is just the adjustable length of pull, uh, because obviously if it was something my wife was going to use, it needed to be a short length of pull. And I thought, eh, I might want to try using this gun. So I wanted to have the option at least to be able to run it out a little bit longer. And it's pretty quick and easy to be able to slide that stock back. Now, one thing that I wasn't sure was going to be a love it or hated type of a thing was the pistol grip versus just the normal more horizontal sporter style stock that comes with the shotgun. But man, I got to tell you for turkey hunting specifically, I've really grown to like that pistol grip stock. And the reasoning has to do with how you're actually using the gun when you're turkey hunting. Unlike, you know, grouse hunting or duck hunting or pheasant hunting, where you need to be able to, you know, be at the ready and quickly shoulder the gun and take a shot and be able to follow a bird and, and track it through the air. You're not really doing that with turkey hunting. You're just sitting there next to a tree, holding the gun on your leg, or you're walking around, maybe holding the gun at your side, or you got it slung. And 
in either of those scenarios, having that more horizontal grip doesn't really, I feel like, give you that much of a benefit. But with a really light gun like that, a pistol grip, it just feels comfortable. It's really easy to move it around and just handle it in, uh, in tight quarters. I can go from left shoulder to right shoulder. It's really light and easy, and it doesn't fatigue your wrist at all. You're basically able to hold the gun and hold the weight of it on top of your hand. You don't even have to grip the gun, really. And so when you're sitting there for 30 minutes, 45 minutes, when you got a bird that's on the roost and you're waiting for it to fly down, um, or if you're trying to get that bird to come in, you don't know when exactly he's going to finally break through, uh, through the foliage and be visible. It just seems like I can sit there for a, a lot longer with that design of stock and also that lightweight of gun and that short barrel. And it's just really comfortable. It doesn't, it's not nearly as fatiguing. So that aspect of it, I really liked. So, so again, we got the Mossberg 510 mini, 18 and a half inch barrel, 20 gauge with this adjustable length of pull pistol grip stock and I spray painted the whole thing in camouflage just with some rattle can spray paint and then lastly I put on a sling and an optic the sling I basically DIY'd I ordered some quick release sling mounts from I believe it was Magpul and then I took a piece of uh, one inch nylon strap and just a plastic buckle that I had laying around from other DIY projects and I made this adjustable sling. And the nice thing about those little quick releases and the tactical style stock is I can plug it into the side of the stock as opposed to, you know, the kind of bottom corner that your sling stud mount is typically at. And so when I have that gun over my shoulder, I can tighten it and it lays nice and flat against my back. And it almost feels like it's a part of me. And if I'm climbing up a steep bluff or I need to use both hands, it just, it doesn't slide around at all. It doesn't want to fall off your shoulder. It just works really well. And then if you did want to run it with kind of a front carry, like a two point AR style of sling, you could do that as well, which sometimes if you're carrying a decoy or something in your vest, that can be nice just to have the gun in front of you. So it's not banging against all the other stuff that you got carrying on your back. And then lastly, the red dot, I tried two different red dots. I tried the venom from vortex and I also tried the spark solar. MSRP, they're only like $50 different. I think the Spark Solar is $50 more. But in just about every category, I'd say it's superior uh, compared to the Venom. It's got a smaller dot, so the dot's finer. It's a little bit nicer for aiming, I think, in my opinion. And I can make that dot much, much dimmer, and I can also make it brighter on the opposite end of the spectrum. So in comparison, I feel like it was a much better aiming device for that style of use. Uh, maybe on pistols, the Venom might be a better choice, uh, but at least for the turkey shotgun, I felt like the spark solar was definitely the way to go. And with that little solar panel that's on top of the site, if it's receiving sunlight, it'll use that to power the site. It won't tap into the battery. It only does that in occasions where you aren't receiving full sunlight. So I didn't have to replace the battery at all last year. I don't know if I'll have to replace it all this year. I might replace it just out of habit, just so that I have a fresh one in there, but certainly I haven't had any issues with that site. And also in comparison to some of the, either the Venom or there was another one that was similar in design to the Venom that I had tried off of Amazon and ended up returning. Uh, but the Spark Solar has nice big buttons on the side and it's really obvious for me to tell which one is the one I want to use as like the minus button or the plus button to make that optic brighter or dimmer. Whereas on some of those smaller, more flat mount styles, uh, sites, 
the buttons were a lot smaller and closer together and it was harder for me to determine which was the right button to be pressing without actually looking at it. So for all those reasons, I definitely liked the Spark Solar the best. And now I basically have this whole gun that is with the sling, with the sight, with the aftermarket stock, still under six pounds. It's very compact, easy to carry. The sling works awesome with that tactical style stock and it's just not only comfortable to carry, but once you're actually set up, it's very comfortable to hold for long periods of time without moving. And I think that's probably equally as important. Uh, it's very lethal. All the turkeys that I've shot have been stone dead right away. And I guess that brings up one additional topic, which is what kind of choke tube I'm using the shotgun. And actually I'm just using the factory full choke. I am not using any sort of aftermarket turkey choke on it. And the reason being is I decided to try the factory full first just to see what I had before I went and bought a whole bunch of other stuff to test. And that factory full choke gave me a pattern that I was very happy with at 20 yards, 40 yards. It's still adequate, um, in terms of just the number of pellets on target after 40 yards, it's probably a little bit too big. I'd want to go with a more restrictive choke if that was my intent. But I mean, for the most part, Turkey hunting, I'm trying to get within 40 anyway, and most of the birds that I've killed have been inside of 20, and that's my bigger fear with having a tighter restricting turkey choke is that if I got a bird at 10, 11 yards and is bopping its head around, I don't want to miss. And so this factory full, even at 10 yards, gives me a slightly more forgiving pattern than maybe a more restrictive turkey style choke would. So I have it more optimized, I guess, for short range, and therefore the factory full choke has... Uh, given me a pattern that I deem you know totally acceptable. Overall, uh, the gun is not super expensive. I think those things can run 350 or so for just the shotgun. The aftermarket stock was about 70. The sling components, I think I paid maybe 25 bucks for. And then the sight, obviously, is the other big expensive portion of it. I think that one's closer to 300 for that Spark Solar. And that's a nice to have, not necessarily a need to have. Certainly the bead has killed many birds over the years and I've done all right with the bead as well. But one thing I did notice when shooting birds with the bead on the front of the barrel, as opposed to the red dot, number one, when I was using a bead, I was using a full length bird barrel. So I had a little bit longer sight radius there. The other thing is that I tended to shoot birds a little bit lower when I was using the bead. And I think that was because my brain struggled putting the bead on the base of the neck, I needed to be able to see what I was hitting. So subconsciously, I think I would drop that bead down a little bit lower so that I could see the thing that I wanted to hit. And then I would pull the trigger and ended up usually shooting them about two, three inches lower than maybe ideal, which is still a very dead turkey. But with the red dot, it's just a lot easier to let that dot sit exactly where you want to hit and have a nice big wide open sight picture. So I like using the red dot personally. I think I'll continue to use that. And I would say if cost is a, a concern, then certainly you don't need it, but they're definitely very nice to have. And then one other thing to keep in mind, if you're thinking about doing a similar type of a build is that the 510 mini is pretty much in a class of its own. I don't think you can use many of the other Mossberg 500 compatible accessories. Uh, the stock obviously fit, but in terms of barrels, the length of the magazine is a little bit different than the normal 500. So, uh, I was thinking about getting, say, a slug barrel uh, to be able to put in that gun, a rifled barrel, and it's not going to fit. So if I were going to do this with the intent of being able to have it bo both become a turkey shotgun as well as 
say a deer shotgun, then I'm fairly certain you'd have to step up to the normal 500, but like the Bantam size, which I'm not sure how much heavier that one actually is. I'm sure it's much lighter than my 12 gauge that I towed around for deer hunting right now when I have to use that in uh, particular counties or particular areas of the state. But I guess going into it, make sure you're making that distinction. If you're just going for a turkey specific gun, man, that 510 mini is pretty hard to beat, uh, especially the way that I have it set up now. So if you guys have any questions, please feel free to reach out. That'll do it for this week's episode. As always, make sure to follow the Sportsman's Empire on Instagram and Facebook. Leave a five-star review on iTunes. And if you're looking for additional content for myself, subscribe to DIY Sportsman on YouTube and hit the bell icon to be notified of new videos. You can also follow DIY underscore Sportsman on Instagram. And with that, thanks for listening. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.